genre. This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome to Theme Park This, the only podcast that dares ask the question, is it possible to learn the true meaning of Christmas from an inverted multi-launch coaster based on an episode of All in the Family? My name is Kyle Crane, and with me today, I have Santa's little helper, Brian Green. Uh, come on, Meathead, of course we can do that. <laughs> and America's favorite tall elf, Mr. Scott Corelli. <laughs> uh, I'm the tall elf. That's yeah. fun. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to call him the tall elf from here on out. <laughs> Tall elf, yes. Head elf, elf, chief elf, yes. Dueling genres, chief elf. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bern- the, the Bernard of, uh, of dueling genre. Well, folks, as uh, you may have guessed, being that this is Christmas week and we just said it at the top of the episode, today we're going to be talking about Christmas TV episodes and we're going to be building a theme park around that concept. So mm-hmm. um, this one was uh, interesting to do some research for because I kind of uh, found out that I have a kind of a big gap in my personal TV viewing over the last decade. Uh, was there anything that kind of stuck out to you guys or anything you for- had forgotten about where you were doing your research on this topic? I, I just have my favorite TV episodes, uh, Christmas episodes I watch every year. So mm-hmm. I just went with those, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I tried to go like super on brand for me. Um, yeah. There, there is a there is a, uh, a, a a gaping hole in what I'm bringing to the table in this episode. Anyone who knows me outside of this show will know will be like, well, "That's weird that he left that out." And it's because I want to do a whole episode on that show hmm. um, next year. Uh, but uh, yeah, so no Doctor Who content is going to be here, despite okay. the fact that like pretty known for their Christmas specials. Sure, I was um, yeah. I was concerned earlier that I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to talk about Doctor Who and I don't know anything about it. <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope, wouldn't do that to you guys. However, I will be coming to the table with a holiday re-theme of it when we cover that uh, on the show uh, later on next next year sometime. Nice. Okay. Yeah. But well, uh, no Doctor Who representation today. All right. We're saving that for another episode. No, no yep. flying Santa sharks and stuff like nope, that. On this not one, this so. time. Okay. Well, soon, let's go ahead soon. and get into building this uh, this theme park. What, what does this thing look like on the outset to you guys? Let's uh, let's start at the beginning with, with our with our main street. What are you what are, what are you thinking for this? I feel like it should be in in the style of of television um that we all know and love i feel like it could be one of two things it could be some sort of backlot setting with mm-hmm. like chintzy christmas decorations or we go even cheaper and it's just like <laughs> like flat backgrounds like the type of stuff you'd see through windows in a sitcom yeah um with the with the with the christmas uh, deck the the chintzy christmas decorations I like that. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. A lot of uh, like uh, newspaper stands with newspapers in them and just Latin printed on it over and over and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Little, <laughs> right. little details you won't right. see. Yeah, yeah. Let's potato chips. Yeah, you know that yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it. It's it, it, it's interesting because uh, you know I, one thing that we've never done before, which you know maybe we do that for this one. Um, one thing we've never done before is an indoor main street. Huh. Yeah. Okay. We haven't done that. Like you do indoor Main Street and then ec- you go you go exterior for like some of your lands, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um we've never done that before. Yeah, and, both uh, Tokyo Disney and uh Universal and Osaka both have covered 
uh, covered That's main true. streets. That's true. Yeah. So is it always snowing in there? No. Oh. That'd be cool. It should be cool. Yeah, it should always be snowing. I think that's cool. That's a really cool idea. Okay. I really like that. All right. All right. We'll do that. Are you thinking like small town settings, city settings, something like that? Um, I would want to save the small town setting for, for uh, that's, that's more of like our lifetime theme park, lifetime okay. Christmas uh-huh. movie yeah. theme park. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll get to um, eventually, yeah. So, yeah. so you think it's something like the, the back lot set from Friends or something like that where it's snowing? Yeah, either like a New York set or or like um, I'm trying to think of like another option other than just New York, because that's like the back lot, you know, right. is like the New York set. I'm trying to think if there's another option. Um, hmm. For some reason, Chicago always screams Christmas to me, and I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I watch the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation every year. But uh, I was going to yeah. say Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Could be one of those. Yeah, I feel like I. Yeah, let's let's let's. Uh, yeah, uh, let's do something like that. Like maybe not. Um, maybe like a smaller side of town, not like mm. the main like downtown area of Chicago, but like you know a uh, 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 a smaller area, like more of like um. Um, I guess, I mean, I guess like a literal main street, but like, you know, little, little Christmas shops and things like that, but it, still like, obviously, um, like a city, but not, okay. not okay. like Rockefeller center, you know, that kind of city. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So I- I'm thinking some ambiance actors here of like beggars on a lot of corners and stuff like that. Seeing as a lot of these <laughs> episodes have to do with kind of the, you know, the, the true meaning of Christmas and giving to other people and stuff like that. Uh, maybe a moral play starting here with kind of like maybe you run into like a homeless uh, teen that's run away or something. It kind of gives you her life story or we find out later she's actually dead. But So this would be more well suited for our, our Christmas movie one that we we went over last uh, two weeks ago. Uh, but I, I did just watch Dolly Parton's Christmas in the Square and she's a beggar woman, but she's still dressed very beautifully. and She still has like <laughs> full makeup on. Uh-huh. Uh, th- this movie's wild. Y'all. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's it's wild okay <laughs> it's a full-blown musical and dolly parton stars in it and it's great there's a character <laughs> named pastor christian well that's a hell of a name <laughs> <laughs> it's the most on the nose thing yeah. i've ever seen in my life hello i'm minister jesus here to uh give you sermon today <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> all right well from out there uh into our hub where do we want to start what what, what do you guys think the first uh first land should be um Oh man, I've got, I mean, you know, I've got like a handful of ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that, uh, in terms of like lands, it's interesting because I almost wonder if, should this have distinct lands or should it just be sort of like this whole like Christmas area? Everything is just sort of Christmas and blends together and isn't like as distinctive as your Disneyland, you know, a little bit more on the universal side of things where, you know, Universal Studios isn't like distinctive, you know, except for like, I guess, except for like Wizarding World and, and, and Springfield. But beyond that, everything is just sort of. Universal Studios. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this one's a little bit more freeform jazz. It's not structured like your usual park. It's just yeah, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, you're basing a park on on uh, t- Christmas TV episodes. Mm-hmm. Like it's already going to be a low key park because you know TV shows just have inherently lower budgets than mm. 
than than movies. So, um, you know, your e-tickets, I think, are going to be slightly less exciting and you're yeah. you, you know, you're you're going to rely more heavily on your attractions and your ambiance, I think. OK, so it's, yeah. it's a heartwarming part. Not I necessarily think so. when they goes for thrills. OK, yeah, I think so. I don't All know. Right. Yeah. Well, what's 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 a good uh, what's a good episode to start off with then? Brian, yeah. kick us off. Sure. Uh, so I I decided let's go with my restaurant. I want uh, mm-hmm. this was my restaurant idea that I have. I'm basing it off of the Hey Arnold episode, Arnold's Christmas. Have you all seen this one? Mm-hmm. No, long time ago, but yes. Uh, so this is honestly, it's it's so good. If you haven't seen it, uh, mm-hmm. it's got Arnold. He uh, Arnold. If you don't know the show, Arnold lives in a a boarding house with his that his grandparents run. So <clears throat> he shares houses uh, this house. Uh, with a bunch, a bunch of different other people, uh, people of different um, uh, uh, from other countries, people of, uh, from different backgrounds, and there is a Vietnamese man in, that lives in their boarding house named Mister Win. And Arnold, uh, on Christmas, they do, uh, they uh, they do a Secret Santa gift exchange between all the residents of this house. And Arnold draws Mister Win, and he doesn't know anything about Mister Win, but he he's really passionate about getting the perfect Christmas present for everyone that he knows. And so he kind of, you know, dips his toe into it. He wants to like, he goes and talks to him and it's like, Oh yeah, maybe you'd like a new sweater. Maybe you'd like this or that. And he's, he already has too many sweaters. And, but then he just seems very sad for some reason. He's not quite sure why. And Mr. Wynn tells him the story of his daughter, Mai, who is missing. Um, because back when Mai was a baby, uh, when they, they lived in Vietnam and, he was trying to get out of Vietnam. They only had space for one more person on the helicopter. So he gave the soldiers his baby to be taken to America to, uh, to flee. And he, and he just said, he's going to be in the the city quote unquote. Uh, And so he goes to find his daughter and he's still, you know, 20 some odd years later, still has 30 some odd years later. He still doesn't know where his daughter is. And so what I want to do, so I know it's so super- far <laughs> extremely depressing. <laughs> hey, he Arnold finds my at the end of the episode, and I'm so happy because it's it, it makes me cry every time. It makes me cry thinking about it. Uh, but I was thinking a Vietnamese Christmas dinner with Mr. Win. Okay, and so I'm thinking uh, not only could you get like uh, like Vietnamese staples, uh, you, uh, you can, uh, but you can also get American Christmas staples, but with a Vietnamese twist to them. Is what I was thinking for, um, for this restaurant, and I think for this restaurant you're going straight into uh, the the boarding house, and you're going in, and you can go into different rooms, and that you could dine in specific rooms, and yeah, Mister Wynn serves you a Vietnamese Christmas. I like that. We've never had anybody bring up Vietnamese food on the show before. That's a definitely a departure. Uh, I'm a big fan of Vietnamese food, so yeah. I'm surprised I haven't yet. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. That'd be great. No, I, I, I want, I want some, I want some Christmas pho. That's same, good. Yeah. same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, I, I have a restaurant. Uh, that, uh, well, not really a restaurant, but it's a, it's a um, Mad Men inspired '60s Christmas bar. Hmm. And uh, obviously, it's inspired by the episodes, um, season four's Christmas comes but once a year, and of course, season five's Christmas waltz. Uh, episodes of Mad Men. Christmas comes once, but once a year is uh, the episode where uh, the because they have a new a valuable uh, client, 
the 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 firm reluctantly throws a Christmas party that they didn't want to throw, or they were going to sort of half-ass throw, and then uh, uh, Christina Hendricks's character um, Joan has to throw together like a like a banger of a Christmas party for this uh, to impress this uh, new client. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely more, um, on the lighthearted side of Mad Men, which isn't super lighthearted because, you know, <laughs> Mad Men, but, um, and then of course there's Christmas Waltz, uh, which is maybe one of the most depressing episodes of Mad Men ever. Uh, but it does end with Don and Joan in a bar together on Christmas Eve, um, sort of like toasting how ridiculously depressing their lives have become. Um, and, uh, uh, it also, it also includes a suicide. Um, but I don't think that's going to be part of the bar. <laughs> um, um, but, uh, yeah, just like there, there, you know, there aren't a lot of Christmas episodes of Mad Men. I think it's just these two. Um, but there is something, you know, inherently nostalgic and charming about, um, Christmas in the sixties. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so sort of, um, leaning into that in this bar setting, uh, where you can get yourself some old fashions in Manhattans and some uh, '60s boozy eggnog, um, I think uh, I think could be a lot of fun, and, and you know it'd have a little bit more of a um, you know like a classier uh, vibe compared to like the rest of the more chintzy Christmas stuff that I I love to pieces, but you know it's yeah. uh, it's it's nice to step be able to step away from it for a little bit. You know like I'm going to be drunk sitting at that bar because that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Of course. I would feel very weird going into that bar in my usual like uh, camo shorts and band t-shirt, you know, as opposed to a, <laughs> a Don Draper style suit. But I really like that you went with the, the 1960s thing instead of like office party, which is where I think yeah. you were, I thought you were going to kind of go with that whole thing. But uh, no, I love that. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Like, because, you know, they spent a lot of time in bars in that mm-hmm. show. I mean, obviously, they spent a lot of time in the office as well. And But the thing, too, about the office Christmas party idea um, is that, you know, I don't know that they're – I don't know that the office in Mad Men – I mean, they were in, like, four different offices over the course of that show. So I don't think any one office is as iconic – you know, iconic enough to do like a Mad Men office Christmas party, as opposed to if you did a, a, a Christmas party based on The Office, you know, the show The Office, everyone knows what that office looks like. And so that right. could be potentially a little more fun. I was um, close so, to doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, I went with that. I went uh, instead. I think I think, too, the other option that I thought of was like a Benihana's. But, you know, oh, okay. to get yeah, that yeah. to get that office connection in <laughs> Benihana Christmas. What about you, Kyle? What did you what do you have for a restaurant idea? Uh, so when I prepared this, I kind of picked a TV episode and, and ran some ideas down over it. So I might uh, I might be reverting to that a few times. But uh, <laughs> what what I decided to go with was. Um, the uh, Futurama episode Xmas Land or uh, Xmas, uh, which uh-huh. is where Robot Santa comes back. If you haven't seen it, uh, basically the the companies got together and made a Robot Santa who uh, decided because of a, a malfunction that nobody was good enough and tries to kill everybody on Earth on December twenty fifth. So that's very good place of them. Now that I'm thinking about that, <laughs> it is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they, so they did show- that before the Good Place did that. 
that episode starts off uh, in a ski lodge, and uh, I personally, I went skiing one time when I was a child and hated it so much I vowed to never return to the slopes uh, because I like warm things. But uh, <laughs> I did like going into the lodge itself and kind of the ambiance of the whole thing. So I'm thinking of, uh, based on that episode, a steakhouse set in a ski lodge with kind of like, have, have you guys been to the uh, Be Our Guest restaurant in Magic Kingdom? Yes. Okay. No. So, okay. I've seen this, I've seen pictures and video of it though. Okay, so, so you're aware they I'm have familiar. this like giant window that looks out and it's like right. snowing all the time, of, like the yeah, mountains yeah. in the background. Thinking something like that, where they've got uh, like a big fire pits that you could sit around and have drinks around, and then a mm. a uh, like a kind of a steakhouse type area. And then one of the cool things about that lodge is they also have a showroom. So this would also have kind of a show area where you could eat. And in that episode, uh, the disembodied head of Conan O'Brien is doing a comedy act for everybody there. Uh, you know, yeah. these like ski lodges, they usually would have like guys from the Catskills Mountains come down and do like comedy routines and stuff like that. Sure. So I'm thinking you have almost a Chuck E. Cheese style show with <laughs> famous comedians heads in jars. You could have John Mulaney giving you jokes about New York and Christmas time. And of course, he's referring to the 2020s New York and not the uh, <laughs> 24, 25 or wherever that show takes place. 300 years in the future, whatever. Um. So kind of like a, a funny show going on with stakes and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that's it. It's a, it's a ski lodge at Christmas time, kind of evocative of the uh, the winter feeling. So Nice. That's yeah. great. Now, can I actually it, go skiing and then, like, say, trees down and the trees fall down so I don't run into them? Yeah, but you have to hear trees down and they fall down. So, <laughs> yeah. And they're all palm trees, too, because pines are extinct at this point in the future. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I love that. So. Uh, so are those going to be our, our three, uh, restaurants that we're looking at here? Yeah. Sounds good to me. I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Oh, you know, I forgot something about mine real quick. There are two signature drinks, uh, slurm classic holiday formula, which is like a Coke with a cinnamon stick inside. And then Yancey Fry's seniors, famous eggnog, which is just t- Kentucky bourbon and ice cubes. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. I stepped on that earlier. <laughs> yeah. No. I brought that up earlier. <laughs> yeah, no, I knew I was like, Oh, I wonder if it's, he did the same thing, but yeah. it's, a, it's a go-to joke for Brian. You can't talk about eggnog <laughs> or he's going to make that joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good bit. All right. So let's talk attractions now. What, uh, mm-hmm. what, what are we seeing for attractions? Brian, do you have a, an idea of uh, something you were looking at? Uh, so for my attractions, uh, I went with the Simpsons episode because Simpsons Christmas episodes are like they are perfect in my eyes. Like they are per- they are the reason why I love Christmas specials. As, mm-hmm. Honestly, like we had uh, Simpsons roasting on an open fire on VHS as a kid. I didn't before I even really watched Simpsons, but I could I watched that over and over again before mm-hmm. I went dove deeper into the simpsons uh so i based my uh based my attraction off of simpsons roasting on over an open fire uh if you don't know the story about this uh homer has lost his christmas bonus they're not getting the christmas bonus and bart has to uh or bart gets a tattoo and marge has to spend all the christmas money to get it surgically removed and so homer takes a job as a christmas santa as a small santa to uh make some money so they can pay for their christmas uh he only makes $13 and so he takes that $13 to the dog track loses it of course and the dog that they bet on Santa's little helper is abandoned by his owner and they take him home and that's their Christmas gift that year is Santa's little helper the the origin of Santa's little helper (laughs) yep so I was thinking we can meet uh, we could go meet Homer as Santa Claus Uh, so we have a I'm thinking probably a a costume like a full costume character 
Homer as uh, dressed as Santa Claus. Uh, you can tell him, you know, what you want for Christmas. You can pull his beard off because you know this because what Bart does, uh, and then he'll yell at you in Santa's <laughs> workshop if you if you pull his beard down. Uh, then I'm That's also thinking, but on, on top of that, we're also uh, afterward you get to go to the dog races and <laughs> you get to watch great. <laughs> animatronic dogs. Okay, good, good. As long as they're <laughs> animatronic, they're not real dogs. God, I'm not a monster. <laughs> Well, I don't know. They're not. None of this is real, so I don't know. <laughs> I think just the idea of pitching it with real dogs would make me a monster. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> well, I love that. So, a character meet and greet with a, uh, a Simpson style of uh, uh, Santa Claus. Yeah, I love it. Oh. That's great. Yeah. Um. Scott. So I decided to base my attraction off of uh, what is basically an annual tradition for me of uh, watching these particular Christmas episodes of this particular series, and that is, of course, uh, the Christmas episodes of The OC, um, which you know is a show that I love to pieces, and it can be. It starts off really, really good gets really really trashy gets really really bad then gets really really good again when in season four it just becomes a comedy um (laughs) and so like the the show is uh uh really really great i i love it to pieces and every year they do um a and a chrismica episode because seth cohen um is is a character who uh has a jewish father and a christian mother and so he gets to celebrate as he puts it eight days of regular or eight days of presents followed by one day of lots of presents um (laughs) and uh and so we the this uh this this uh attraction is based on um those four episodes the best chrismica ever the chrismica that almost wasn't from season two the chrismica bar mitzvica from season three and the Chris Ha from season four. Um, and, uh, uh, and just to put into context of how crazy these episodes are. So the first one is sort of the classic. It's the one that, that if I'm only going to watch one, it's probably going to be that one. It's the least tied to like um, the, uh, the seasons, like, storylines and everything like there's some of that in there but it's the one that's like you could just watch out of context and be fine my favorite is season two's episode uh the chrismica that almost wasn't but it is heavily tied into everything that's going on that season um but it is my favorite one because it 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 just has more of the sort of like christmas or chrismica vibes um that i would want than the first one because in the first one uh, uh, Seth Cohen is like, I love Chris Mika and is like shoving it down everybody's throat. But then the, the ultimate lesson of the episode is that he's actually kind of an asshole. Um, and so it's not, it's not as like charming and fun by the end of the episode. Whereas, um, the second one is sort of all about like found family and things like that. And so it has like more of those wholesome vibes that you want, even if it gets like super dramatic, like halfway through it. Um, Chris Bar Mitzvah is the worst one because uh, it's ruined by the worst character in this series history. This dude named Johnny. He's the worst. If you listen, if you watch the OC, you all know about Johnny and Johnny's the worst. Um, and no one is going to disagree that the Bar Mitzvah episode isn't the worst episode. Um, and then there's the Chris Ha, which is from the season four, like borderline sitcom season. And the Chris Ha is is from a season where two of the characters fall off a ladder and hit their heads and wake up in an alternate reality where one of the characters never moved to the OC and how life would be different um, in, in the show if he had never moved to the OC. Um, and it is... It is in, it is insane because this is a totally normal non magic non 
you know, totally normal teen drama show. And then out of nowhere, they have an episode where they all visit an alternate reality and have to escape. Um, because, uh, that, like I said, season four goes off the rails, but in my opinion, in a very good way. <laughs> Was Misha Barton on this one? Or just after her character? No, died? no. This is after she she bites it. Um, oh, she okay. she saved the show by dying. Um, <laughs> she's because she was the worst. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, season three is the worst of the show um, until she dies, and then it's like it's all uphill from there, um, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so what I what I'm picturing here. So like the thing about these Christmaka episodes and the OC in general. They had like this great soundtrack, right? The OC had an incredible soundtrack and they would come out with these mixes every half a season um, of like the best songs that they played in that half of the season, um, the OC mix. And there's like six or seven of these of these mix CDs soundtracks. And one of them is a Christmaka mix and it's all um, indie rock bands playing uh, covers or original Christmas songs. You know, we have stuff like the Ravenettes, Jimmy Eat World, Low, Rooney, Ben Queller, the Long Winters, the Eels, Ron Sexsmith, um, and it's uh, it, it they're like really, really like this is like one of my go to like when I want to get into Christmas vibes, I listen to uh, uh, have a very merry Christmaka, the uh, the Volume Three OC mix. Um, cause it's just very much like, you know, I was a teenager when this was coming out, um, teenager, early twenties. And so I was just like, this is exactly the type of music that I love and it's Christmas, but like you feel cooler for listening to it. Cause it's not like, you know, cheesy 1940s Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. Not that anything's wrong with that. I love that music too. I have like a big Christmas playlist I'm listening to this year that has like 500 songs in it. Um, and, uh, and I just, I, I love all of the music. And so what I want to do is put together um, something that I'm calling the best Christmas showcase ever. And it features live musical performances of these indie rock Christmas song covers, along with little interstitials of OC characters reenacting stuff from the Christmas episodes. Um, and so it's just a big Christmas showcase of all the stuff about Seth Cohen, Cohen teaching the other characters and everyone in the audience, the true meaning of Chrismica. Uh, and, uh, and, and so uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun, but the main reason that I'm bringing this up is because there is a very, very important aspect of Chrismica. And it's the, one of the reasons why the second season's Chrismica episode is my favorite is because they invent a thing that, would be like the it would be like the 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 Mickey Mouse ears or Minnie Mouse ears of our park, and it's a thing called a Yamaklaus, and it is <laughs> it is a yamaka that is like a Santa hat, uh-huh. um, and it's beautiful. It's a thing of beauty, and everyone would want one, um, and we would absolutely sell those in the uh, the gift shop that you would inevitably exit out of after this attraction. <laughs> I love it. That's great. It sounds like a winner to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I apparently so, need to watch the OC cuz you you would legitimately love the OC even at its worst. Like I think you would have fun because even at its worst there's a whole storyline where Seth Cohen is creating a comic book. Mm. Um and so like yeah, it's 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 great. You would love the OC. That's one of the, my favorite pilots I think I've ever seen of any show. So 
Yeah, it's, it starts off really well. Um, yeah, Scott, so I got a question about this. Is this kind of like a, a, uh, a rotation of these indie bands from the 90s traveling through the area? Or you think this is more like a cover band type no, situation? No, I think it's like I think it's like a house band because what I'm picturing mm. is they play a part. It's almost like um, they're almost like a troubadour. Uh, troubadour where like they there's like a house band that starts to play the cover the version of the cover that's in the 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 show and then their volume gets turned down even though they're playing live their volume gets turned down and then the scene comes out and like they're playing underneath the scene that's playing out okay um and so it's like a little 45 minute show showcase uh of all of these songs mixed with like these scenes from from the oc um featuring the characters from the oc i got you so people in like their late 30s can drive their kids through and be like hey this is what we listened to back in the day this is yeah yeah mommy daddy exactly. used to listen to the eels and feel feelings yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and for those of you wondering yes marissa does die uh three quarters of the way through the show so <laughs> okay um, <laughs> it ends on a better foot than it starts <laughs> All right. Well, I like that. That's uh, some some wildly different uh, attra- attractions here. Uh, for, yeah. Yeah. This is a nice. What do you have? Stuff. I've got one that is a little bit more of a uh, thrill ride. So oh. uh, because I'm sticking with that uh, Futurama episode that I went heavy on. So, oh, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how I did mine. I was like, OK, one episode. But uh, if we want to abandon that, we can just try to put something together real quick. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> well, I want to hear your attraction yeah, even still. For sure. So okay, uh, based on the uh, the episode, uh, we got Hermes bobsled track. So <laughs> Hermes, of course, being the Jamaican accountant of Planet Express, uh, much like the famous uh, Jamaican bobsled team, he's he's got to have a, a ride based around him, right? Uh, so yeah. it's basically just. Uh, did you guys ever hear about this um, uh, this ride at Cedar Point called Avalanche Run? Uh, is that the one that became the space one later? That is it. Yes. yes. It okay. was a uh, very poorly uh, developed attraction. And uh, they, they went even weirder by making it this like, like you said, like a space themed. I think it was called like a disaster. Uh, disaster escape. transport. That's it. Disaster mm. transport. Hey, was... I loved that ride. Oh, you actually <laughs> got to ride it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. It's, it was it was Space Mountain, but it was a bobsled roller coaster. And it was I thought it worked really well, and then they gave you the 3D glasses or uh, in the in the queue, yeah. so like all the all the stuff was super trippy in the line. It was I enjoyed that ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, whenever I was looking at footage of it, I was like, man, that thing could flip over pretty easily and uh, behead some people. But uh... <laughs> so I'll say this because uh, I've written two of those kind of coasters, the bobsled coasters. There's that one on uh, Cedar Point, and then Six Flags Over Texas has La Vibora. Uh, and what I'll say about La Vibora is that it doesn't go very fast, like mm. at all. Like it, you maybe top out at like 25, 30 miles per hour. Okay. Well, and, uh, Hermes bobsled goes 50 miles an hour. So I'll just oh, say cool. That right so you'll now. probably okay. die. Good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and <laughs> with, uh, with La Vibora, like, uh, there are guardrails on the top. Like, so if it were to go that high, which it never does, because you can see just after this ride has been going for 40 years, uh, you can see where the cars ride. You see mm. the, the where the wheels on the track go. Okay. And it's never going to go very far past that. It, it's it's really not all that much. It's, gotcha. it's, it's, it's not as scary as it looks. Okay, so we don't need to talk to the attorneys about this one and uh, yeah, <laughs> get some extra insurance on it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so that's pretty much it, a bobsled attraction based around the Futurama episode. But uh, if you guys want to go further, we could try another attraction. If uh... <laughs> I mean, I think that's I, that's three attractions. I think we're okay. good. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, let's let's get on to the to the main event here. Uh, e tickets, uh, Brian. Mm-hmm. What are you looking at for for an e ticket? So I, I 
was thinking television Christmas. And then like we, Ooh. but like in the, in, in the intro, we, we said Christmas episodes of television shows. And now, now I'm thinking I may have cheated a bit on this. So apologies. Don't write any letters to the corrections department saying I'm wrong. Um, so I went with uh, Dr. Seuss's how the Grinch stole Christmas. Uh, oh. And because I want, and I, I know, I think universal has talked about this in the past. I want a, it, like, going down Mount Crumpet roller coaster. Mm. Oh. Um, I want so in uh, in the queue. You're going through the queue. You're seeing the Grinch steal up all of uh, uh, all of the Who's Christmas stuff, their Who hash, and all that nonsense. And you, uh, when you get to the loading dock, you see that your car is a sleigh pulled by Max at the front, uh, and then a buttload of toys in the back. Um, and then you go up the mountain, you go up all the way up the mountain. And then that's where the, you see an animatronic Grinch's heart growth three sizes or two sizes or whatever it is and break. Uh, and then he has his change of heart and then you have a Matterhorn esque ride down the mountain, uh, back down to Whoville to return all the gifts for a, for a lovely Christmas. That's awesome. So one thing I love about that is that that's such a positive point in the story that he's like gets so happy that he's trying to return everything that it's not like a roller coaster where the thrill is kind of like am i gonna die it's like i gotta get down and deliver <laughs> christmas to these people yeah, so you, yeah. you had this feeling of like i'm doing a good thing by riding this roller coaster <laughs> yes <laughs> i so i know that you're you're using uh matterhorn as your uh as your comparison point uh-huh. i actually think you should use big thunder mountain as your comparison point because it also ends in a little town oh okay uh, Cool. Yeah, and so it's like it's like you if you end in the town and everyone is singing, uh, you know, all the Who's uh, are singing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that would be a really nice, wholesome way to end your roller coaster before you get back on the loading uh, loading dock. Or that's whatever. adorable, and also if it's not like the Matterhorn, my spine will be intact at the end. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so mine is uh, mine is very low key and is in fact a retheme of a previous land that that we came up with, uh, and that is that is a uh, this is this is based on um, the season two episode, the Bracebridge Dinner of Gilmore Girls, and so this is <laughs> this is Christmas in Stars Hollow, um, and uh, in this episode. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Lorelai works at a um, bed and breakfast and um, a- invites all these people over for this uh, sort of themed uh, uh, dinner thing. But um, the problem is that there's a snowstorm. And so all of the all of the people that were the important people that were coming to this had to cancel. And they spent all this money on this really fancy dinner thing. Um, and so there's. Sh- so Lorelai's like, well, let's not just throw it out. Let's just invite all of our friends and the people from the town and we can all have this like Christmas thing together and everybody can stay at the inn and and whatever. And part of this um, process is uh, there's a sleigh ride through Stars Hollow. And um, so everybody pairs off and gets in these sleighs and uh, they go they go through a, a Christmas tour of Stars Hollow um, in these big sleighs. And uh, and so that's uh, that's my e-ticket ride. It's not like thrilling. It's not. It, but but it is it is um, expansive. And, uh, you know, it's it's also uh, charming as hell, I think. Yeah. yeah. No one ever says that an e-ticket has to be thrilling because right. 
the the, the enchanted tiki room was an e-ticket at one point. That's true. So. Well, some some people think that it does, and when it's not, <laughs> they get upset. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the wonderful thing about Christmas is it's supposed to give you this feeling of joy, you know. So it doesn't right. have to be exciting as long as you have that warm, fuzzy feeling when you get off of it. You're satisfied. Right. So that's that's the instead of that pit in your stomach, it's it's the it's that pit in your heart. Um, and yeah. that's that's how you know you've been on an e-ticket ride in our park. <laughs> so I know that we did a Gilmore Girls episode uh, earlier this year, but uh, and I had never seen a single episode or a frame of it or whatever. I have now seen three quarters of it because my wife's oh. been watching it, and oh, it is. Wow. I love this show. It's so yeah, right. Yeah, it's just yeah. so soothing. You know, it's it's very soothing and charming, and it's it's got. I, I know that we all kind of come from the same time frame in this like late '90s movie buff area, which this show was written by late '90s movie buffs. It's just like constant references to. Like Paul W. S. Anderson and it was Paul Thomas, Paul Thomas Anderson and, and guys like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, uh it's 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 so charming and just fun to watch. And it's like a warm blanket, and I really like it. Although Rory pisses me off sometimes uh, with some decisions she makes, but yeah. Yeah. Well, but, I mean the 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 biggest thing, and, and you can't relate to this because you didn't watch it when it was airing, but like the 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 craziest thing about Gilmore Girls is when I started watching it, I related the most to Rory, and now I watch it and I relate way more to Lorelai oh, yeah. because yeah. she <laughs> She's, she's actually younger than I am um, yeah. oh, through, through a majority of the show. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's real weird. It's real weird. Yeah. 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 She's yeah, just trying to hold everything together. So mm-hmm. bless that woman. Trying but, trying her best to be an adult, but like constantly failing. And like, I feel that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, yeah, thing. that's yeah. we're all just faking it. That's yeah. all we're doing. We're all just faking it and pretending we're adults. <laughs> we're doing our best out here. We're doing our best. <laughs> uh, so I tried my best with this e-ticket here and uh, I hope, hope you guys like it. Uh, so uh, the, the, the thrilling thing about the Xmas episode of Futurama is is that at the end of it, uh, evil robot Santa actually does attack. Uh, and uh, uh, that is what mine is. It's robot Santa Claus's revenge. So uh, the premise of this ride is it is a thrilling trackless dark ride where guests will travel through Planet Express, the Planet Express building, while being pursued by robot Santa Claus as he terrorizes the Planet Express crew. So um, the premise of the ride is that... Um, Planet Express has to deliver a lot of packages and mm-hmm. they need some extra help. So they have brought you on board. Bad news is you've got five minutes to deliver all these <laughs> gifts to the rest of the galaxy. The good news is the professor has uh, given each pod that you're going to be driving around in the ability to fast forward through time. So uh, while you start the ride, the Planet Express uh, ship bay doors open and Santa starts coming in and firing at you while you're in the <laughs> cart itself. So uh, the rest of the ride is a trip through the Planet Express building while you're trying to dodge Santa Claus and interacting with the different characters. For example, you would go into the Planet Express lounge, the employee lounge, where the uh, windows are closing to stop Santa from coming in. And you see Hermes and Dr. Zoidberg in there. And uh, after a few seconds, you hear the jingle bells fade away in the distance. And Dr. Zoidberg says, oh, he must be gone. Now we can reopen the shutters and look at all the beautiful Christmas lights. While Hermes yells at him, don't do that, you insane crawdad. The windows <laughs> open and then Santa Claus starts swinging a gift bat at the uh, <laughs> through the window at the, at the crew. So um, kind of riding around through the show scenes, trying to get back up to the uh, Planet Express uh, tower where everybody is uh, safely in there waiting uh, for Santa to leave. So that's it. It's kind of a dark ride type trip. I'm thinking something in the style of um, of uh, the ride I haven't been on, the Rise of the Resistance <laughs> kind of thing. So yeah. Uh, I don't know if it can pull in as much money as Star Wars can because Futurama. I don't know how much of a fan base there is for it out there, but uh, I felt it was it's a nice. It's got me, spin. and I'll pay. I'll pay enough. That's what. <laughs> I'll pay <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think uh, you know. 
Can can my my vehicle can it be shaped like a little Planet Express ship? <clears throat> that's what I'm hoping. Yes. Okay. Yeah, cool. That everybody was. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, great. And then oh. you know we'd have to pull John Goodman back in to do the voice of our robot Santa. So it'd be nice to have him back. Uh oh. Oh, there he is. Did he but, reset again? Yeah. You froze for a second. Oh, yeah. You froze okay. for a second. Right. John Goodman would be there. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to do the voice. So uh yeah no i think that's i think that's great i'm glad i'm glad we have uh two really thrilling uh e-tickets and then and then mine which is like super chill it's the one for moms <laughs> for, for 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 grandmas um uh but uh you know it, it sounds it delightful uh, yeah can i get a uh can i get a, a hot chocolate from the coffee shop i think so okay I think so. Good. Um, I think you can. I could. I. You know what? I think. I think that the sleigh ride is so slow that you could just bring it with you on the ride and just <laughs> drink while you're being uh, uh, led around. Uh, led around the town. Scott, this sounds <laughs> delightful. And also, I knew you were going to do a Gilmore Girls. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I said at the beginning I was staying on brand. There you um, go. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anything, anything that uh, uh, we 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 tried to to work um, before uh, settling on our stuff? Any other stuff we want to just sort of talk through and. Yeah. Figure out if we can figure something out for it. So I always love the community uh, Christmas episodes every mm-hmm. year. I think those are some of their best ones. Uh, and there's a claymation episode where they're going through Abed's imagination, and it, part of that is a train ride. And I oh. couldn't really. I was trying to figure out like how could how could a train ride that's claymation that's not uh, the Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer claymation stuff works. And I kind of abandoned it at that point. So you guys have any ideas for how something like that could work? I think just like maybe, you know, like a like a Disneyland railway with like the, you know, you you go through the tunnel and you get the the claymation like animatronics mm. going on. Um yeah. uh you know, through a through a show building. I think that could be pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. I think maybe if you got Dan Harmon writing the dialogue it'd be pretty funny. So, yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um that's pretty good. Uh, I definitely wanted to have something with Stinky Whistleteats from Ren and Stimpy. So, oh, oh. I'm, I'm thinking about his creator, though. Now that I'm thinking about it, he's kind of a pain yeah, in the ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Unfortunately. But I wanted pre-chewed gum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. No, no run, run and snippy in our park, then. Um. Yeah, I. you know, I mean, I think there's... Um, uh, there's definitely, like, I think, room for some Bob's Burgers. Oh, uh, because yes. they have some of the best... I mean, granted... <laughs> their Christmas episodes aren't nearly as good as their Thanksgiving episodes. Right. I don't think any show on TV has ever had as good of Thanksgiving episodes as um as as Bob's Burgers. I think I think it it took the crown from Friends um mm-hmm. which was the one the previous owner of that crown, but I mean the Bob's Burgers ones are so far ahead of the of the Friends Thanksgiving episodes. Um but uh but their Christmas episodes are are at least as good as their Halloween episodes. Um, which are also very good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's crazy. I The thing I love about that show is they're like, no, we're going to do every holiday. We don't care. Like <laughs> every holiday, every season. <laughs> um, but their, their Christmas episodes are really good. So I would like to do uh, something with Bob's Burgers. What do you think, Brian? Oh, the uh, what's the the nice capades? Could we could we work Ooh. in the nice capades as a show? Sh- sure. I uh, think so. So for those of you who don't watch Bob's Burgers, uh uh, one of the uh, one of the kids is uh, Louise. She is uh, concerned about her uh, niceness rating with Santa, so she decides to create a an ice skating show 
uh, about all the nice things that she did throughout the year, which really were not even nice things. They were just things that were not that were more neutral, not bad things. <laughs> it's, it's it's great. It's it's a great. Uh, I think it would be a fun show, and it's full of wacky costumes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So Scott, yeah, I have to ask space. you: uh, Is there any Buffy Christmas episodes that we can there is with? there is one? Hmm. Um, it is called Amends. It is in season three, and it is um, it is the introduction of the uh, the big bad of the final season of the show. They're in this episode, and then they're not in the show again until the season seven premiere. Huh. Um, and then they're like they're 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 a uh, a being called the first evil, um, and they're basically the thing that invented evil. Uh, and, uh, and, and it's a, in this particular episode, it feels that it is like a, um, it is a, um, sort of like a metaphor for depression, um, is, is what it is because, uh, one of the, the character angel who is a vampire with a soul, um, he decides that he's going to kill himself on Christmas Eve by watching the sunrise on Christmas day. Hmm. Um, and, uh, Buffy basically has to like talk him off the ledge. Okay. And uh, be like, hey, seasonal depression, right? Well, yeah, right, exactly. Um, because he had just he had just you know been evil in the previous season, and so in season three he's like feeling guilt for all the things that he did when he didn't have a soul in season two. Um, and uh, and so it's and then the first evil is there to be like, yeah, you should totally kill yourself. That'd be really rad. Um, uh, and so it's 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 like a really dark uh, Christmas episode. It's on a lot of best Christmas episode lists. It doesn't give me the best Christmas feels personally because um, it is extremely depressing and there isn't a lot of like Christmassy stuff in it. Um, it just happens to take place on Christmas Eve. Um, it does snow in like a sort of like miracle, like, oh, it's snowing in California, like miracle moment. Um, but uh, beyond that, it's not particularly Christmassy. And I don't know what you would how you would do anything with that in, in a theme park. Setting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, you know, staying on brand with my adult animated series mm -hmm. uh king of the hill has a really has has some really good christmas episodes and the one mm -hmm. that's really popping out to me right now that i think would make an interesting attraction uh there's a an ep there's a christmas episode with miss wakefield uh she's this elderly woman who used to live in the hills house and she uh, she had a twin sister who recently passed away and she's ready to pass away but she wants to die in their house <laughs> and so I think a uh, a spooky Christmas haunted house walk through haunted house. It's like this movie. This episode is a full on mm. horror episode. Like wow, uh, Mrs. Wakefield like she dies. Like she has an obituary, but then they find her like in their closet, like alive because oh she planted a fake obituary to get their guard down. Wow, it's, it's terrifying, and <laughs> I think it would make a fun, uh, make a fun haunted house, Christmas haunted house. Yeah, there's there's a pretty good um, Christmas episode of the X Files called uh, Oh man, is it? It's the ghosts, the ghosts of Christmas past, or something like that. Um, uh, it's it's uh, it, it's basically um, Mulder and Scully are investigating a house that is supposedly haunted. And it's sort of like a comedy episode. <laughs> um, oh, how the ghost stole Christmas—that's what it's called. Mm. 
Um, and uh, the ghosts are, oh man, who who plays those ghosts? Let me look this up. Because uh, it's it's kind of, I think one is Lily Tomlin, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the ghosts are uh, Maurice and Lida, or, or Lida, uh, played by Ed Asner and Lily Tomlin. Oh, wow. And, and it's just them sort of like uh, uh, bickering um, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, kind of like messing with them uh, the whole time. And it's like it's kind of like a funny episode of the X-Files, which they would do, I don't know, two or three times a season. They would do sort of like a funny episode. And this is definitely one of those. Um, and it's just sort of like. You know, uh, Scully and Mulder like having like opposite views on on Christmas spirit, and you know these ghosts like messing with them, and them having opposite views on <laughs> believing in ghosts, and so it was. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. It's like a really fun uh, episode of the of the X Files. It's a uh, it's a good one, and it's written and directed by the uh, the creator Chris Carter. So oh okay, um, which he never directed the funny ones. Like he usually only wrote and directed the the super serious like mythology episodes about uh, like the conspiracies aliens. and the aliens and all of that. So the fact that he wrote and directed this particular episode is kind of strange mm. um, and, and sticks out, but it's a, it's a good one. Oh, it didn't turn out that Santa was actually a gray, was it? <laughs> no, that would have been great actually. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, I, th- I think, uh, I think this would be a fun, like kind of a haunted mansion style um, uh, Christmas ride as well. Yeah. I do want to get some office representation in there. Uh, I was thinking maybe a meet and greet with uh, Princess Unicorn. Oh, she's the the, the hot toy that uh, that Dwight is scalping. Yeah, she's, my horn can pierce the sky. I'd, yeah, I'd like to meet her. <laughs> yeah, and and a Benny Hamas, I say. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and a Moroccan Christmas, thing. and you know all these other things that they did. Yeah. <laughs> Margarita karaoke there. Christmas was what was it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Is that the office party where he's giving out the awards to everybody, like the year end type thing? I don't or know I that one. Different episode. Yeah, probably. no. I think I think you're thinking of the Dundies. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, I I also really like Frasier epi- Christmas episodes. I don't know what to do with that information, <laughs> but I do really like those episodes. Um. Uh, I think maybe it like as much as I I don't like Cheers as much as I like Frasier. I feel like uh, a Cheers like having the Cheers bar, but then it's like you know set up for Christmas is pretty. Mm-hmm. That could be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I uh maybe some sort of TGIF uh representation in the park because they always the had Christmas were. episodes. Let's oh see. man, so many! Every every TGIF show had Christmas episodes. I, I just want to see Urkel dressed up as Santa Claus. Let's see. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that happened. Even though it probably should have been Carl. I don't know. <laughs> Lots of Boy Meets World Christmas episodes. Um, Full House Christmas episodes for sure. Home Improvement, which wasn't TGIF, but felt like it was TGIF. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I could see you going on a, a dark ride through their house that uh, Tim has uh, accidentally, uh, his Christmas decorations have gone too far and they're just springing <laughs> sure. at you the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did that every year. They, he accidentally they did- created a home alone house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did that. He did that episode. Uh, there's that episode where um, he, the snowman, like, was so full of light that you had to, like, look at it with, like, 
like blast shields. Um, it was it was like so bright. <laughs> he was like, "Don't look directly at the snowman." Um, <laughs> wow, there are seven uh, Family Matters Christmas episodes, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure the TGIF shows did a Christmas episode every year. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain. You just get one f- like two hour block on a Friday night of uh, of Christmas down your throat. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, much in the style of uh, of when they all did Disney World vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Uh, anything else? Any other ones that we're uh, forgetting that we want to give some representation to? That's all that's sticking out to me. Yeah, I tried all I could to get the constant to work from Lost, but yeah, there's just nothing there. There's just <laughs> it's it's a great episode of television, mm-hmm. but the but the Christmas aspect of it is uh, surface level, and uh, <laughs> I just couldn't I couldn't figure out how to make that into anything. Yeah, I'd love to do an entire episode on Lost one day, but uh, isolating yeah. one little fraction of it is almost a disservice to it. But right. yeah, it's, hey, it's a great episode of TV it's, too. Oh man, it's a uh, one of the best for yeah. sure. Um, but, uh, okay. Well, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's it. Thank you everybody for listening. And, uh, of course, as always, if you want to support us over on Patreon to get some, uh, excellent bonus content, head over to, uh, duelinggenre.com slash support and, uh, check it out over there. We've got, uh, great stuff coming out all the time. We should also mention that this is our last regular episode of the season. Um, and, uh, we are going on hiatus until, uh, sometime next year. Um, in the meantime, however, we are going to be releasing all of our retheme this episodes uh, that were previously Patreon exclusive. Um, we're now going to release them on the main feed uh, to fill the time while we're gone. Uh, but if we're, we're talking about things from a long time ago, um, like like entering quarantine or something, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's probably uh, that's probably why. Um, so look for those during uh, during the break. Uh, we are on Christmas Eve. Eve, you're going to get a, a retheme this um, similar to our Halloween overlay uh, episode. Um, we're going to be doing a holiday overlay episode of retheme this, which will be on the main feed. And then after that, um, we'll be releasing other retheme this episodes during the during the hiatus. Um, and then we'll be back with season two next year. Um, so, uh, stay tuned for all of that. And if you do want to support us on Patreon, we are going to continue the fast pass episodes on Patreon during this time. Uh, so, uh, be sure to, uh, check that out, um, whenever, uh, you want to, uh, on Christmas day, we're going to have, uh, a commentary for the 1993 very merry Christmas parade, um, which is going to be a lot of fun, I think. So, uh, you might want to, if you want to hang out with us and listen to us talk about the very merry Christmas parade from 1993, um, <laughs> then, uh, that's, that's the way to do it. That'll be on Patreon. And, uh, we appreciate everyone who does support us there and, uh, happy holidays and we'll see you next year. Bye. 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 Bye.